Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. This morning we're throwing it back to a couple of old big league magazines that I've got in front of me. One is from 1999 and one is from 1994, the year that Mal Meninga retired from Rugby League. And one of these big leagues, it is simply just a special for Mal Meninga. It's about a 30-page edition. Just everyone talking about Mal, his unbelievable career, crazy stats, crazy stories and everything. It's simply incredible. The one from 1999, uh, and obviously the theme today is centres. And we're talking about two of the great centres we've seen. Obviously, Mal Meninga, he's an immortal of a game. Another centre that I always think is really underappreciated and underrated. A guy out of the Penrith Panthers. Uh, first of all, was with the Steelers, of course. Then made his way to the Panthers. It is, of course, Ryan Girdler. Uh, holds a number of records in State of Origin for, I think, most tries, most points in a game. I think he scored the fastest try in Origin history as well. Obviously, uh, went on to win a premiership in 2003 with the Penrith Panthers. So it makes this... This article by Peter Padel even more interesting. I'll read it to you now, and then we'll jump into the Canberra Raiders one after on Mal Meninga. Two pretty interesting articles. So this one, it's by Peter Padel. We're looking at round nine to in 1999. All the nines there. It's called Ryan's Flying. The best thing Ryan Girdler ever did in his footballing career was approach Penrith coach Roy Simmons in late 1994 and ask for a release. Simmons' blunt refusal, coupled with a few choice words immediately after, was a blessing in disguise. It sparked the rebirth of Girdler's career, one that had slipped horribly off its rails before it had barely begun. The 26-year-old point-scoring machine is now playing the best football of his career. His five-star display against Norths last Saturday night, in which he scored two tries and set up two others, prompted Simmons to claim Girdler as the best centre to play for the club. His slashing form has thrust him into New South Wales state of origin calculations. Blues centre regulars Paul McGregor and Andrew Enninghausen are out of contention with injury, whilst Manly's Terry Hill is struggling for form. Just five years ago, though, even Girdler would admit representative selection was out of the question. A Wollongong boy at heart, he was homesick, disillusioned, and worse, injury prone. A string of injuries made his footballing life a misery. 
signing him to extended periods on the sideline that sapped both his enthusiasm and confidence. When he made the decision to quit the club, he did so with the genuine belief it was for the best. I went up to Royce one day and said, listen, mate, I want to go home, Girdler said. Everything just took its toll. For the first year, I was just a 19-year-old kid who was travelling by car from Wollongong to Penrith every day, and even, and even that was pretty tough. Then I got a bad knee injury and was told there was no operation for it, so I had to put a lot of hard work in without knowing if I'd ever play again. I didn't know if it was all worth it. Simmons wouldn't have a bar of Girdler's request for a release, even if he played no part in recruiting him. Jute Sydney City coach Phil Gould, Simmons' predecessor at Penrith from 1990 to 1994, snared Girdler from Illawarra in 1992, where he marked him as a competent goal kicker with sharp attacking skills. Gould saw plenty of potential in Girdler, and Simmons wasn't about to disagree with the opinion of a man widely acknowledged as one of the finest recruiters in the game. Simmons knew he hadn't seen the best of Girdler and vowed to work on him until he did. I couldn't believe he asked for a release, and I flatly refused to let him go, Simmons recalled. I knew the ability he had, and you can't afford to let players of his calibre leave. He had a bad run with injury and was very keen to get back to Wollongong, thinking that would fix things up. But I told him that going back home wasn't going to fix things. That playing good football, to the best of your ability, in the right frame of mind would. I also told him that I thought of him as a player and what I expected. From that moment, Ryan's never wanted to leave Penrith, and he's just getting better and better. Girdler puts the revival down to a renewed confidence in his game. The injuries that ravaged his formative years at the club have been warded off, and he is reveling in his senior role at the Panthers. Girdler is at the hub of Penrith's attacking forays with his speed, fend, and evasiveness, adding plenty of penetration to one of the competition's most, most potent backlines. And with his finely tuned goal-kicking radar, Girdler is undoubtedly one of the most complete and improved players in the game. My improved confidence is the biggest factor, Girdler explained. Royce has really helped me out with that. He, hasn't, he, he doesn't put any restrictions on me, and I enjoy playing like that. I spent the first couple of years worrying about what, what the opposition players were going to do. If you sit there and think, oh no, I'm playing against Andrew Eddinghausen, I've got my hands full today, it detracts from your own performance. Now I focus on my game, and that's been my secret. While, while Simmons agrees confidence is a factor, he says Girdler's increasing ability to play under pressure is a significant sign of his improvement. I don't want to make out that all of a sudden he's improved out of sight because he's been a good player for four seasons, but he's now performing under enormous pressure, and that's the sign of a class player in my mind, Simmons said. Against Cronulla the other week, Gerds made an error, and they scored from to give them a lead of 10 points, and he could have cracked but he came back and won us the game. The week before against Parramatta, he scored all 13 points in a tight affair. Players that perform in these situations are, are normally rep players who help you make the semifinals. And as far as I'm concerned, Ryan is international class. Girdler has, has still some work to do before he enters the top echelon in the eyes of some. Advocates of his ability point to the representative honours in Super League, but others argue making an Australian side for which half of the candidates were ineligible gave some cheap ticket to international football. Girdler, who has yet to play for New South Wales or Australia under a united banner, is one of those. His omission from Australia's Anzac Test team last week only added fuel to the critics' fire.
I guess I've still got a point to prove to some people, Girdler said. I never got my hopes up to make the Australian side. A lot of people around me spoke about it, but there are plenty of quality candidates these days, although I don't think about it too much. I'm just glad Simo said what he did. Otherwise, I'd probably be laying bricks somewhere. For Ryan Girdler, that's nowhere near as satisfying as laying on a try. Cracking article there from Peter Bedell on one of the Penrith Panthers greats and also featuring one of the greatest ever Panthers we've seen there, Roycey Simmons, obviously the 1991 grand final hero, scoring two tries in his final game, one of the greatest send-offs we've ever seen in rugby league. And of course... This interview, this was uh, this was round nine of uh, 1999. So you picture uh, round nine. We're, we're sort of getting close to that point now. So, you know, we haven't had the Anzac test. Sorry, the Anzac test would have just passed. Uh, we haven't had state of origin yet. Uh, you got to remember at this time, 1999, of course, the competition had only come together the year before. So there was Super League. So Gerds had obviously represented the Kangaroos and New South Wales in Super League. But, uh, you know, they are really considered as pro- proper caps or whatever. And... You know, when this interview was taken, as I said, State of Origin hadn't rolled around. He'd just been brushed from the Australian team, and uh, we weren't really sure how Gerds' career was going to unfold. And you sort of you hear Royce talking so positively about the player he is at this point, and um, little did they know what was around the corner for Gerds. I mean, just an amazing few years off the back of this. Now, 1999, he scores 18 tries from 21 games. He's the M Centre of the Year. The year 2000, he scores 13 tries from 24 games. M Centre of the Year once again. So he's the M Centre of the Year. Two years on the trot here. Pretty impressive. Now, it's really in the representative arena where Girdler, he just goes to another level. And, you know, obviously I said the, the State of Origin series of 1999, it's not far away. It's only a few weeks away. And between 99 and 2001, Gerds, he would play eight games for State for New South Wales. He would only lose two of them. So an impressive record to have there in State of Origin. To play eight, only lose two. Uh, he scored seven tries, 27 goals, 82 points. And of course, you know, the crowning moment was game three of the 2000 series where Gerds, he, scored, he kicks 10 goals or something and scores three tries. And I think that's the night he scores the fastest ever try in Origin. It's also the night remembered um, for Brian Fletcher scoring his try, then doing the grenade throw. So a moment in history in Girdler. He absolutely dominated that, dominated that evening. And of course... You know, we, we talk about state of origin and stuff a little bit in here. He's, he also played a number of games for the Kangaroos uh, during this time. He obviously was part of the 2000 World Cup winning side. So another pretty impressive feat there. I think he played 10-odd games for the Kangaroos. He never lost any of them. Uh, there's a game against Russia, and you know what? It's against Russia, so say whatever. But, you know, he scores three tries. He kicks 17 from 19 goals in that game. Amazing. They they put like 110 or 114 points on Russia or something. Uh, but he kicks 17 from 19 goals. I understand it's Russia, but pretty impressive there from Gerds. And state of origin, test football was fantastic, but it really was a few years later. Still did uh, Roycey Simmons know that over the next few years, the Penrith Panthers, they would go on an unbelievable journey. Uh, The year 2002, pretty average for them, not much doing. 2003 rolls around. Johnny Lang's in charge. Craig Gower's their seven. Preston Campbell has arrived. Girdler's still in the centres. Reese Wesser, he's starting to hit his straps. And they go on to win the premiership that year in a simply unbelievable story. I'll never forget that season watching this Penrith Panthers mob just gained momentum, gained momentum, and you always knew 
it was going to be the Roosters and the Panthers that year. You always knew Freddie was going to play his old club. You knew the Panthers were going to be the underdogs, and they played unbelievably. Luke Prettis, their hooker for me, he was the best player on the field by a country mile. But it is one thing that I will never forget, and we obviously spoke a lot about in that article about the injuries that Girdler had when he was coming through the grades, and I'll never forget, in the grand final, he did get injured. He had to come off the field, and the image of Gerds hobbling onto the field with his arms raised when the Penrith had won the the, the 2013 Premiership is something that I'll never forget. In the pouring rain out at ANZ Stadium, I was there that night. Simply unforgettable, Girdler. Um, a champion fellow, good-looking rooster too, yeah. I'm sure he would have done uh, some serious damage back in the day. Probably is still now for all we know. Uh, but Gerds, a champion fella and, and a, one of my favourite centres of all time. Uh, very elusive, very, as I said, very underrated, yeah. You'd probably never mention him in that top shelf sort of centres that we talk about, but Wow, he was impressive. And, of course, at the end of 2003, uh, you know, he's pretty old by by this stage. He's 32 or so. He retires the year after, but he actually gets a call up to go on the 2003 Kangaroo Tour. Uh, he only plays one game, play, plays against Wales, scores a try in that one. But uh, to be away from rep footy for two years, win the premiership, be injured in the grand final, then get called up into the Kangaroo Tour, uh, pretty impressive for Ryan Girdler there. Speaking of centers on kangaroo tours, our next man we're going to talk about is, of course, Mal Meninga. Four kangaroo tours, an unbelievable effort, 82, 86, 1990, and 1994. Should be noted, 1982, very young fellow on this tour, played all 14 games. Not many guys did, so incredibly impressive for Mal. Look, this I, I've got a magazine here, and I, I believe it's from 95, the year that Mal retired, um, and it's the week that he retired. And it's a magazine, it's about 30 pages of just applaudance to Mal. Anyone, you know, sponsors, players, uh, coaches, former coaches, um, guys he's playing against, coaches he's coaching against, uh, all these guys just giving their opinion on Mal. And, you know, he became an immortal a couple of years ago. At this point, he was still regarded as one of the most damaging players we'd ever seen. He'd been the Australian captain for a long time. He'd been a premier player in rugby league for an extremely long time. And there's I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's one article I want to read to you. It's from Tim Sheens. Uh, and then there's another um, little quote from Phil Gould that I want to read to you. And these guys, of course, two kings of the 90s. Um, Tim Sheens obviously won a heap of premierships with the Canberra Raiders during this time and with Mal, of course. Um, and then, of course, would go on to win with the West Tigers in 2005, you know, 10 or 15 years later. And, of course, Phil Gould, which we'll get to him in a minute, but he obviously coached against Mal in two grand finals, uh, the 1990, which um, he lost that game to Mal Meninga and, and Tim Sheens as Canberra Raiders in the year after he came back. And uh, really good little matchup there between Brad Fittler and um, Mal Meninga in those grand finals. Incredibly impressive. But this first one, it's an article by Tim Sheens. It's called The Coach. Funnily enough, it uh, says this column is sponsored by Apple Computer. Uh, so this is when Apple was really starting to kick off. And there's something that I'll have to show you on the Instagram page. It's uh, it's on the back of this magazine. It's the entire back page. It says, win the Raiders Apple Computer. 
So it's an Apple Mac- Macintosh 575, uh, valued at over $5,000, as used by Canberra coach Tim Sheens and personally autographed by the 1994 Canberra Raiders team. I'll tell you what, I would love to find out who has got this Apple computer at home that is signed by the Canberra Raiders. It is massive. Uh, it's got the old school Apple symbol with all, with all, all the colours across it and whatnot. Um, I would love to know who won this prize. I would love to do a thing on social media where we put out and find whoever won this. In, you know, just unbelievable when you think about handing out a computer signed by the Canberra Raiders. Crazy. Anyway, this article was sponsored by that giveaway. This is coming from Tim Sheens. It is difficult in a column like this to quantify the enormity of the influence Mal Meninga has had on the playing, coaching and administrative staff of the Canberra Raiders over the past nine years. From a purely personal point of view, having that, having had that big bloke here for all seven years I have been with the Raiders has been the answer to a coach's dream. Having said that, it is difficult to know what life after Mal Meninga is going to be like in the Raiders camp. There is some hope that we may not know the answer if we can entice Mal to remain with the club. From a team perspective, however, there will be no Mal Meninga in the 1995 Raiders lineup, and that is quite a daunting prospect. To say that to, to say that Mal has had a major influence on the Raiders' success and the development of our young players over the years is only partly punty, putting into its true perspective. Just how many of those young players who have gone on to represent honor, to representative honours and to be top team performers would have come to a Canberra club that did not have Mal Meninga, we might not know. Having him here certainly has made it easier to attract the right type of players and the players with the right attitude towards rugby league. Knowing he was here certainly made it easier for me to make the decision to come to Canberra in 1988. By that time, of course, Mal was well and truly entrenched in the makeup of the Raiders, having made the move from Brisbane in 1986. But my arrival also was right in the midst of his rotten run of luck with a series of arm fractures. The dedication and the determination he demonstrated over those two years typifies the character of the man. Most players would have given up after two or three breaks, some possibly after the first, but taking the easy way out is not Mal's way. His contribution to our four grand final appearances has been equaled only by the loyalty that Laurie Daly and Ricky Stewart demonstrated to battle on with serious injuries throughout our 1991 finals campaign. We lost that grand final, but we might not have got that far without that loyalty. And loyalty is one of Mal Meninga's greatest attributes. His decisions to stick with the Raiders in spite of big offers from outside during the salary cap and financial traumas in 1991 and again this year, when he could have gone back to Queensland, were all part of the Meninga trait. Fortunately for us, it is another part of the big bloke's character that has rubbed off onto other players. That is what has made the Raiders such a close-knit family over the years. It's something that no amount of money can buy. Ask any of the players why they constantly turn down huge offers from other clubs to stay with Canberra. Invariably, it's not the big dollars that have counted in the end, but I'll guarantee Mal Meninga's name has been mentioned somewhere in their discussions. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. You see the Melbourne Storm do it at the moment still that you get guys cheaper because they have the potential to be able to win grand finals there. Uh, the Roosters, they've been doing it for years. Guys will pay less. Will cop a lesser contract to stay at the Sydney Roosters because they have the ability 
to win a premiership. And it's because of names like Tedesco, Cordner, Friend, Cronk, Keary. And it's because of names like Pappenhausen, Smith, Cronk, Slater, these sort of guys, the Bromwich brothers. Um, it is, you know, it, it matters so much when you've got world-class talent and when you've got true leaders like these guys and true winners like Mal, like Cameron Smith, like Cooper Cronk, these guys, Tedesco, these guys that are proven winners, you know that if you've got one of these guys in your lineups, you're going to be there and thereabouts on grand final day. And there is no doubt about it, Mal Meninga, he's probably one of the best of those guys ever. I mean, this side, I, I hear so many of the guys from the 1990 Panthers team, you know, I've heard Freddie and MG talk about when they looked across at Mal Meninga and it was just the most daunting task, same as State of Origin. I mean, you hear... All these stories about New South Wales players looking across at kickoff and seeing Mal, just an absolute Adonis, you know? Just an unbelievable footballer, a one-in-a-million guy, in my opinion. And the thing I just want to read to you is just a quote from Phil Gould during this time. Now, Phil Gould, of course, uh, an opposition coach, coached against him in two grand finals in the early 90s and one of the best rugby league guys ever, in my opinion. This is what Phil Gould had to say. Mal Meninga can stand tall as one of the greatest rugby league players Australia has produced. His courage in coming back from broken arms, his stamina in playing for more than a decade, and his skill in, in remaining a major force in representative football for so long have all combined to make him great. Meninga, as much as any other player, and certainly more than most, deserves to be called a living legend of the game. He has been with the State of Origin concept since its beginning in 1980, has played 41 times for Australia and deservedly will go away with the Kangaroos this year for a record fourth time. Mal's stunning achievements can be persuaded at leisure in the record books where they will remain forever as testimony to his ability. As admiring as I am of Mal Meninga's deeds as a player, there is another aspect of his multifaceted career that I've come to respect during my term as New South Wales State of Origin coach and at club level. The added respect I have for Mal comes from mixing with the players who have come from the Canberra team. Bradley Clyde, Ricky Stewart, Brett Mullins, Laurie Daly, David Barnhill, Ken Nagus, Steve Walters, Jason Croker and David Ferner. In fact, any young player I've met who has come out of Canberra while Mal has been there confirmed that he has been a tremendous person as well as a good footballer. I think the effect of Mal as a senior player at the club is one of the main reasons why these players have developed into champions and why their dedication is never questioned and why both on and off the field they present themselves in a professional manner. As incredible as Mal's playing achievements have been, perhaps the legacy he leaves behind in the shape of the younger players he has influenced is even more impressive. He's always had time to spend with young players, offering them advice and tuition as they made the transition into first-grade football. As a player, there seems no limit to Mal's achievements. Canberra have always been strong while he has been there. He has taken them to a couple of premierships, including their first grand final appearance, and captained and played for Queensland seemingly forever. Queensland and rugby league everywhere will be the poorer for the departure of Mal Meninga at the end of this season, but I believe he most certainly deserves the honour and the recognition of making history by taking the Kangaroos away this year for a historic second time as captain. 
I'm sure Australian coach Bob Fulton is equally keen to see Meninga on the tour, not only for his ability, but for his leadership and the effect he has on the younger players in the squad. Uh, incredible words there from, from Phil Gould, also Tim Sheens, two of the greatest coaches we've ever seen, two of the greatest football minds we've ever seen. And we had Tony Durkin on the other day to talk about Mal Meninga. He was obviously on a number of these kangaroo tours with Mal and the rest of the Ruse. Uh, and he's just... He's just something else, Mal. He's obviously an immortal of our game, but for me, I've said it a number of times, I think he is the most damaging back I've ever seen. Uh, Greg Inglis, very close number two for me, and if you were to put Inglis in front of him, I could I could understand you. I wouldn't agree with you. I, I wouldn't push back on you either. Two guys that are very close to each other. Um, obviously, Inglis in the modern game, very different to Mal, and you know, when, when you think about guys since Mal, you can compare to him. Jeez, it's hard to find guys that are anywhere near the same level as him. There's guys that have been damaging in their own ways like Greg Inglis but their body shape is just nothing like Mal and look if Mal Meninga was playing in the modern game more than likely he probably finds himself in the back row I don't think he'd be at centre so when I think about the closest thing to Mal it probably is David Fafita but with all due respect to David Fafita at the moment mate, he doesn't even hold a candle to what Mal Meninga was uh, and as, as Phil Gould said an absolute living legend and immortal of our game he went into coaching did unbelievably well with that Queensland team and I think that's a testament to the sort of character that he is um, that Phil Gould obviously spoke about here. The effect he has on other men is simply unbelievable. Champion of our game, immortal of our game for eternity, a champion, Mal Meninga. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 